<laughs> All right, boys, welcome to another episode of Fight Stories. John Moses, and uh, with me as always, my esteemed colleague, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Tyler Morrison. Yeah, we got uh, another banger of an episode, right? Uh, yeah, right this one. Listen, we're going from some pros to some Joes. You know, I love me yeah. some Joes, dude. You know. Oh yeah, and like it's always good having comedians on because they always have good stories. And yeah, uh, yeah, this yeah, one, yeah. this one was I knew it was going to be good because uh, one of our guests, I had heard a good story about him um, that I, I thought would be a perfect fit. So I've kind of yeah. wanted him on the episode for a long time. And then the other guy, he. Uh, uh, he also has kind of like a crazy um, travel. Yeah, like he's got like a crazy touring lifestyle as a comic. Right, Brian's so. in in like Thailand or something like that. Yeah, he's very has experiences that you know most comics probably don't. So, and then also kind of knows how to fight. So, um, yeah. But but you know what? Unassuming, on a very unassuming, humble. You never would think it, or at least I wouldn't. You know well, I mean? if you meet him in person, he's a big dude. Okay. So you would, you would, th- if you met him in person, you'd be like, you probably wouldn't want to mess with him. You know what I right, mean? Right, 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 right. That's kind of the and and then over there, he's like the tallest guy. So he's oh like, yeah, he's like he's the like golden hand over there. He's the god. <laughs> <laughs> you give this guy a couple more arms, he's a god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Right. So no, it was it was a good combination. I love uh, pairing up a couple comedians that uh, you know our listeners may not know yet, and it's it's cool for, yeah. for our listeners to get get to know these guys. And, and again, comedians are the best storytellers, so it's it's cool to right, have them right. And um, we should take a minute to plug plug Brian's special because that's yeah that's happening so let's blast that out there yeah we'll throw it up on the screen you can check it out man yeah he just did it with comedy dynamics right big in asia yeah yeah big in asia and it's uh yeah it's available now you can you can get it uh i think it's on all the platforms yeah so check that out we'll link to it somewhere but uh also don't be afraid to to, uh use that google (laughs) already excusing us for our laziness you know it's it's been a while it's been a while since we recorded we probably hype it up on the episode (laughs) yeah 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 um all right so there was that big ufc fight that you just watched oh yeah that was uh yeah holloway and cater Cater. i think that's how you pronounce it yeah they fucking went on a rampage i mean well one guy did i mean holloway was beating the fucking shit out of him brutal (laughs) for the entire fight i can't believe it went it went the distance yeah it should have been stopped in the fourth round it was this guy has a a chin on him man he just is that is that were like the uh announcers saying like this thing should be stopped or yeah pretty much man like i I read a thing like i was thinking fourth round and then i read a thing dana white was saying he was like he was afraid he was like a little he was getting nervous in the fourth round like he thought it should have been pulled stopped it was just one of those things and and Herb Dean was the ref and he was right there. And it's kind of, you know, you don't want to stop a fight when a guy is, you know, um, intelligently defending himself, but he, it was, uh. it was hard to say because he was eating those shots, but, and he would come back with some, with a punch. Like it's kind of like every four or five that he took, he would come in with a, like a, with a counter, yeah. but it's, there's no mustard on those at, at that right. point. It's almost right? muscle memory, right? It's probably just like, from the training, it's right. in, yeah, heart, yeah, and heart, and heart, heart and training, heart and training. That guy, that guy's got the heart of a lion, dude. Like much yeah. respect to him, and but Holloway really heart yeah. of a lion, face of a wildebeest. What are the, <laughs> what's the what are the things that they pick off all the time? Antelopes, heart antelope. of a lion, face of an antelope. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, if if there's you want to talk about like outclassing someone with like hand speed yeah. Holloway did it in this. It was, right. it was, he put on a show. It was a clinic It is a masterful performance. It's very one-sided, but it was, it was masterful um, to watch a guy like that. So who does Holloway fight now? Khabib or something like that? 
this even no. in the same realm of possibilities? Like, what am I talking? No, I about? think they're different weight classes. Oh. Pretty sure. Yeah, Holloway's. I don't know who's who's next for him. He's he's just wicked though, man. He's a right. wicked fighter. So I saw the a little bit of that fight, and it reminded me of an Instagram fight that um, my buddy Andor sent me. <laughs> dude, okay, dude, I was laughing so hard and so impressed equally at the same time so i just sent you the the video we're gonna All pop right. it up for you guys on the screen uh but we're watching it on our phones oh my god okay yeah so what do we know where this is like i have what, no idea this is mma it looks like it's in asia or something yeah yeah because the i was just yeah. gonna say because the guy that he's fighting is asian yeah but uh, it also has like Japanese oh dude when he backflips and steps his head. Oh my god. Dude with the man dude. butt. It's and just... then he kicks him in the butt. When he kicks him in the butt. It's just such a disrespectful move, dude. Oh, this and like, yeah, buddy with the man bun is just doing these crazy spin kicks. Yeah. And it's like watching a video game the way he's popping around. Like Oh, totally, dude. Talk <laughs> about <laughs> And the thing is, I thought when this thing first started, I go, oh man, this guy looks all cut and shredded. But I bet you, like, this video is is probably about the fat guy working him over. You know what I mean? Like, the, yeah, like yeah. the tubby guy, I'm like, oh, okay, this is like an underdog thing. He's going to knock him out. Oh boy, was I wrong. This guy started, oh, he should be the, the real Aquaman. Yeah, no shit, man. This guy <laughs> this really... dude zipping around the way he's flying through the air, you know. Just he, he's very athletic and in, in, in the skill set. I mean, I don't... <laughs> oh hell yeah! And you know he's a suave talking dude. Like that's the last kind of planet you want talking to your girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like this guy. His tongue's in her ear. Oh yeah, dude. He's just flicking around, and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. Oh yeah, that was that was lethal. He looks like the guy from Ferris Bueller's Day Off that he lent the keys, lent the car to, <laughs> like the valet, and they take it out for a ride. Yeah, oh yeah, that guy's in all the movies. Yeah, take it for a joy ride. Uh, oh my god, that guy. Yeah, that's a. I mean, that's an embarrassing loss. That's the most frustrating yeah. way to lose to a guy too, when the guy just is doing these like moves oh, that like, they make you a clown. Yeah. He's, oh, yeah. he's clowning clown. him. He is clowning he's him right there. Straight up clowning him. It's, it's like, oh, this is my my uh, workout dummy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. A, you practice all your wrestling. This is, like, this is like the alley-oop slash, like, you know, tomahawk dunk jump from the foul line when you're already killing a team. Like, take a hanger, <laughs> you know? Yeah, running up the score. Oh, yeah, dude. This is brutal. Oh, um, Andor said, you know what? That all that monkey, all that monkey business, let's call it monkey business, is gonna get him knocked out one day. And oh, that will be a video. If this guy's yeah, that will flipping be... off of the fence and somebody just catches him with the heel in the face, the that's rejoice, be... the rejoice from people seeing a guy get knocked out that's been a hot dogging like that. Yeah. I love it. I love hot dogging, but like oh yeah, that's yeah, yeah. The, the fight story is the Sunshine Boys are big fans of hot dogging. We love showboating, we love hot dogging, we love bragging, we love showing off, we love all that stuff. Oh yeah, all that bad razzle dazzle, buddy. All the razzle dazzle. It's, oh yeah, it's the goods, man. Yeah. I love I used to love uh in hockey fights when Bob Probert was fighting and you'd see him clip a guy, yeah. you'd see him get the windmill going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. he's just winding up. It's like Muhammad Ali doing the shuffle, baby. It's just oh, yeah. something amazing about um about style you know this like having oh, the yeah. style while and, you're fighting to have and, and to have like not only the confidence but the ability <laughs> to back it up in that moment and to, and the you know composure. What I mean? to do that i mean that's why that's why conor mcgregor gets the big purses and why you know yeah oh absolutely. Why everybody loved him because he was yep, a the charisma little, the... little son of a bitch <laughs> all right man. i think we should uh let's i think we should launch into this sure sure cool let's right do it, on man. So this episode, guys, we have two, uh, you know, internationally acclaimed Canadian stand-up comedians, like we were saying, uh, Brian Aylward. He's from Newfoundland. 
Um, and he's also um, very big in Asia as a special is, uh, is titled and you can check that out. Make sure you check out that special. It's through comedy dynamics and our other guest, he's been a staple of the Canadian comedy scene, a festival favorite all across the country, been featured on the hit show CBC's the debaters. He's one of the, probably the most regular, uh, you know, comedic guest on that show and he is a great following he won the sirius xm top comic twenty five thousand dollar prize nice. Derek Sagan from brassard quebec so Derek well, Sagan. uh not to brag but i made a little noise in that contest myself <laughs> <laughs> yeah round the, one uh, comedy community buzzing for a minute there <laughs> They did not like you. Oh, no. Give I was laughing so hard when I saw that. And no, no one knew who you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, just coming in like a ringer. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I was there that night. Oh, shit. Suck the air out of the room. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's get, let's get it going. Yeah. Fire it up, baby. Hey, you're, you're checking out another episode of Fight Stories. This is Tyler Morrison with my co-host, John Moses. We have some, uh, some guests from uh, all over now. Uh, this is a Canadian roundup, but uh, we got Derek Sagan, and uh, he's in Brassard, Quebec. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's and, get specific. Uh, and Brian Elward, is, uh, you're out in, uh, in Bangkok. Holy shit. That's right. What's yeah, up, everybody? The, the international episode. Oh, man. So much to talk about. <laughs> yeah, man. You're in Thailand, Brian? Yeah, man. I've been living here for four years. Holy shit. Thank you. Yeah. When I'm not on tour, I stay here. My wife teaches at international school, so this is where I kick back when I'm not touring around. So yeah. when you are, so when you are, Brian, I'm, I'm John, by the way. Fellas, I don't think we've met. My name's John. Most, Hi, John. Yeah. What's going yeah, on? You, so, Brian, um, when you're touring, where are you touring? Everywhere, man. Everywhere. Um, I mean, I've done a lot of Asia. I was supposed to do it the Middle East and America this summer. That got canceled. I do Australia, man. All around the world. Wow. And you fly yeah. into fucking Bangkok. That's so crazy. Yeah, man. Because uh, I just, I lived in Asia before. I used to teach English over here and I just loved it. So when right. I went back to Canada, I was just like, no, thank you. And uh, just, yeah, I just found a way to get to Thailand. It's just beautiful here. So uh, it's a great hub, too. It's a great place for flying in and out of. It's actually uh, really great travel-wise. Huh. What's it, what's, is, it, is it under lockdown over there? Yeah, I mean, um, it's starting to open up a little bit the past week. Like, you can go to restaurants with social distancing. Uh, right. I mean, there's still curfew from, like, 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Uh, and will the cops fuck you up over there if you're like if you're out on the streets will they just walk up and taser you like they don't give a fuck <laughs> they even no, a cane but, uh, the cane there's a curfew from 10 p.m to 4 a.m and you definitely don't want to break that or you're asked to be going to jail for sure really wow yeah definitely because it's technically a mil military dictatorship right so i mean you don't fuck around right right well i guess it does it, it helps with the spread yeah man it does i guess but uh, yeah, I'm staying put till June anyway, and then June I think I'll start. I think the club here might start opening in in June slowly. I don't know, but uh, right now there's nothing. So how many of those little fuckers do you think you can take on at a time? Man, I don't know. In Thailand, I'd be careful because everybody knows Muay Thai. Right. That's that's what I was about to say. Thailand's like one of those countries where you know. Plus they, plus, they got the black blood mixed with them, so they're, like, particularly athletic. If you look at the... <laughs> the yeah, man. People, they, 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 they kind of pride the themselves that they've never been uh, they've never been conquered. So, uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I've done Muay Thai for a few years, but these guys grow up yeah. doing it. I mean, I do... Um, I go to a lot of fights, actually. I love watching it. But you'll, you'll see guys here they are only, like, 18, 19 years old, and they've had 300 fights. Fucking amazing. Like, human cock Madness. Yeah madness like they you, practice like just, they practice their kicks on palm trees and shit right so how often can you how often can you see that like every friday night you can just go and see oh yeah you can see it you can see it every night if you wanted to there's a couple of big stadiums here in bangkok and um yeah like i'm, I'm connected to the guy who runs full metal dojo which is like the biggest mma outlet here in thailand wow. and uh, 
So yeah, I'm going to actually start doing some writing for them and doing some kind of punch up. So uh, yeah, like I, I go whenever I, whenever I can. Oh, that's cool. Mm. That's wicked. I know yeah, Moy Kib, so I'm fine. I'll fucking take them all on. <laughs> <laughs> Just blow smoke in their eyes and smash a beer bottle over their head. That's Moy <laughs> Moy Kib. <laughs> but Brian, did, where did you live in Canada? When you were here? Uh, well, last place I lived was Halifax. Well, actually, no, it was Newfoundland. I went home just for a year. That's what and, I uh, thought. Since yeah, when the fucking Newfoundlanders called Newfoundland Canada? You called the rest of the fucking country Canada. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the, ori the original separatists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I lived in Halifax and, uh, and, and, and home, Newfoundland. But I was, I was home in Newfoundland and met my, uh, my current wife. She's from my hometown, so... Uh, kind of convinced her to come to Asia and uh, we've been loving it ever since. So, yeah. Nice. It's crazy. Yeah. Good, man. You guys need to get over here, man. There's a nice little, uh, nice little run you can do. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. We have some friends that are living there actually. Huh? Oh yeah. Yeah. Maybe when, uh, maybe when the world resumes. Yeah. I'm trying to work on some stuff right now, actually, and getting some, uh, getting some sponsorship and, kind of fly out Canadian comics out of Vancouver. Because once you get here, everything's taken care of, your hotels and all the regional flights, just kind of getting here. But if we can get that covered, right? I keep telling you guys how many funny fucking dudes are home and, and, and ladies. And um, so, yeah, hopefully we can get that going now in the next year. Yeah, oh, man. Once I, I honestly want to go just to, to watch, like, the fucking fights for a few yeah. days. That sounds amazing. Yeah, man, it's so fun. Yeah, yeah. Last time I went was with Tom Rhodes. You know Tom Rhodes, comedian? I know who he is, yeah. Yeah, we went to the fights. It was a great time. Incredible. Yeah, he likes going international, Tom. Yeah, he's very international. Actually, the first time I saw the fights, speaking of fight stories, I went to this place in uh, PP Island, and uh, a bunch of my friends went. And we were watching this fight, and the two the two corners kind of got into a, a shouting match, and then one of the corners took a chair and fucking whipped it. Uh, one of those folders whipped it at the other corner. It flew over the ring and smashed one of the girls we were with in the beak and broke her face. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Not good. Oh, shit. That was not a good time. Oh, it <laughs> sounded like a good one for me. Did, uh, did it turn into a brawl after that? Then. No, man, we were just scared. We were like, okay, time to get her to the hospital and time to get out of here. This is right, but between the corners, did the corners explode or not yeah, really? Yeah, the corners explode. And actually, like, what I found later was a lot of these tourist fights, they're kind of fake, right? Like, these guys are so good at Muay Thai. <laughs> yeah. They can fight and make it look like it's legit, the way they hit and how hard, but it's actually fake. But for some reason, these guys had some beef and uh, it was actually at a fake fight. <laughs> huh. Hmm. Interesting. But yeah, well, like rest, regular wrestling, it's no. fake. And, that's and it's fake because I guess people are betting on it and like the fix is in or? Yeah, and just they don't want to hurt themselves. They're just trying to make that easy money, right? They're just smashing each other, but they're blocking it or they know how to right. kick or punch certain, you know, like a, a random person would not, not know the difference. It was hard enough for me to tell. I mean, I trained Muay Thai for like almost four years. Wow. And uh, just, they're so good at it, man. And so fast, it's, it's really hard to tell. That's crazy. So did you ever get in a scrap out there when you were training? Uh, yeah, I had a couple in Korea, and because um, I was a heavyweight, right? So there's not a lot of heavyweights out here. Like, I mean, yeah. if I was, if I was a lightweight or small, I wouldn't even bother because I'd get murdered. Because those guys are so uh, quick, right? Yeah, so I would just fight a couple of fat old Korean dudes, and uh, <laughs> you know they could still kick because of Taekwondo. But I mean, I did a bit of boxing when I was younger, and I was fairly athletic then. So uh, mm. yeah, I, I did okay. Did you Did you ever get in a fight out in the streets though? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got a couple of those. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'll tell you With what. fat Korean women. Was, uh, was, uh, <laughs> well, this one, this one crazy one was uh, it was with my ex-wife. We were hanging out in a place called Itiwan in Seoul, South Korea. That's where I was teaching English at the time. And uh, so we get in this taxi, and uh, my ex gets in the front, and she wants to work the radio, turn on the English station. So, she, you know, we drive back to... Uh, know where where we're living and uh i get out the taxi i'm in the back seat she's in the front seat and all of a sudden i hear her scream out brian he touched my pussy and i was like whoa <laughs> by the way pussy is what cape breton girls call their vagina but uh <laughs> so, 
So I was fucking confused, man. I was like, what? Like, I didn't even understand what was happening. You thought it was, somehow it was still lost in translation. (laughs) Yeah, man. I mean, he just reached over and grabbed her on the way she was at the taxi. So I walk over to the taxi kind of going, dude. But I mean, he didn't speak any English. I didn't speak any Korean. So I kept, I was just recently married. So I was like pointing at my ring finger, just going, dude, that's my wife. Like, what the fuck? And he gets out of the taxi all aggressive. Like, I'm like, not even apologetic. And I'm like, what's happening here? Anyway, then just by fluke, this is like three in the morning. Uh, then the cops roll by. And of course, I'm the black dude now in this story. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, uh, fuck. Like, I didn't do anything. They get out of the taxi. They come over to me. Then he lies to them and tells them that I basically uh, didn't pay him enough money and that I was being aggressive. And I was like, and then I'm trying to explain to the cops, pointing at my ring again. <laughs> trust my wife doing all this crazy pussy pantomime, you know? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible man it was horrible yeah. and then uh, and then the most random thing so and then they, they kind of tried to take my hands and put them behind my back they want me to get in the cop car and i'm like i'm not getting in that car man i didn't do anything yeah. and then uh then the random dude walks by again there's like two in the morning and he has a badminton racket on his shoulder that's just normal in korea dudes play badminton 24 hours a day <laughs> and he just starts screaming out like miguk miwa miguk miwa like saying i hate americans right he doesn't fucking know just thinks I'm an American. And I'm standing there, so it's me and my wife, two cops, um, taxi pussy, driver. Pussy taxi grabbing driver. taxi driver. <laughs> yeah, some pussy grabbing taxi driver. <laughs> and a fucking pro Babington player. <laughs> yeah, right? And all of a sudden, the Babington guy out of the blue just punches me in the face in front of the cops. He just smashes me. I'm like, what the fuck? So I just flipped out. I just, I just reacted. So I just grabbed him, smashed him in the face. And I'm like, fuck it. While I'm at it, just as well to get two for one. So I smashed the taxi driver too, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, so my wife is flipping the fuck out. Now I realize, okay, I fucked up. And uh, luckily I had a friend of mine who was staying with me at the time from home. He was just uh, becoming the t- a teacher in Korea. So I said, go home, get Scott, meet me at the cop shop. You know, because obviously I got to go with these guys now. So I jump in the cop car, go to the cop shop, the Mukdong police station. Mukdong is a city in uh, just outside of Seoul. It sounds like and, you're just uh, making fun of them. <laughs> yeah, man. And I'm, sitting, I'm sitting here like, okay, like I fucked up, but I mean, you know, they assaulted my ex. And, like, what's happening? And then they started telling me, so I had to wait for a translator. And then they started telling me that uh, I broke this guy's orbital bone, and then I broke this other guy's expensive glasses, and I'm going to have to pay for this. And I'm like, no way, man. Like, First of all, how do you know I even heard him? He hadn't gone to the hospital. And, I mean, you can get nice glasses anywhere in Korea. They were just lying to me. Because they were trying to take the cash themselves. Yeah, man. And they were sitting kind of close to me and, like, laughing at me and mocking me and shit. So I was getting so pissed off, right? And then uh, the translator shows up, and I tell her what happened. And she's like, okay, I understand, but this is Korea. You're going to have to pay these guys 600 bucks. I'm like, fuck that. No, I'm not. I'm not doing that. You know, like they sexually assaulted my wife and now they're extorting me, like not a chance. So I said, I'll go, I'll get the embassy involved. Like throw me in jail for the night, I'll get the embassy involved. And, uh, but then my wife and my buddy showed up and they were like, don't be stupid now, don't go to jail. This is really dumb, uh, blah, blah, blah. But um, long story so short- You had to pay the cash. Yeah, like last time. So you, short, your wife, wife showed everybody her pussy and you got out of jail for it. <laughs> <laughs> my ex ended up paying them uh, 200 bucks and got me out of the situation, which was probably the smartest thing. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you had I don't to know, pay the 400 to the fucking cab driver out for grabbing your wife's snatch in Korea. It sounds kind of worth it. Yeah, it's worth it, I guess. Yeah, it's a decent story. <laughs> Especially since she paid and she's your ex now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly. Nice. Uh, Der- Derek, you've you've got a few scrapes, I'm sure, eh? I always uh Yeah, that one sounded way crazier though. But uh <laughs> but it, the behavior of the cops sounded just like the cops that uh the the one cop and with his fucking little buddy security guard that arrested me in Niagara Falls. Oh, this is classic. At the yuck yucks. Yeah, Tyler yeah. might have told me the story. If it's the one I'm thinking of, it sounds it sounds hilarious. Yeah, once they fucking arrested me. Hold it was on. like they're just rattling off yeah so i was playing the club it was my first ever gig with yuck yucks too i'd just gotten a job like oh my god i'm a professional comedian now i'm making dozens of dollars a show now this is the best uh and uh so after the show whatever it's in a casino though so i have a gambling problem immediately after the show went gambling 
And then uh, wasn't getting cards, whatever. And I just, you know, you shoot the shit at the table, you're drinking. And I said something like uh, to the dealer, I'm like, oh, hey, Jeff Foxworthy, give me some cards. Just see, I'm not getting any cards. Fuck, did he not take that well at all? Called security over because I called him Jeff Foxworthy. Yeah. I'm like, that's not the biggest insult I could have given. But, uh, so this little security guard came over who looked like fucking the flyweight Muay Thai kid, except no skills of fighting, just a big chain of keys that he goes like this on all the time. <laughs> so uh, I hate this guy right out of the gate, and he's telling me I have to leave. I'm down like 700 bucks. I'm like, I'm not leaving. Fuck you, <laughs> little dwarf. Get the fuck out of here. So we get out. Finally, I say, yes, I'll leave because I don't want to fuck up my employment, even though I've already lost more than I'm making on the weekend. <laughs> By a long shot. Yeah. <laughs> so I get, out, I get outside and uh, it's like, okay, so I'm, I'm, I walk out the door. I'm outside now. I'm outside the fucking building and it's long and fucking escalator and it's walking with me the whole way. And I get outside and there's a little yellow line, like six inches in front of my feet and he says you have to leave the premises i'm like i'm outside I see how much more leave can i be and he's like no you have to cross this line to be off the property i'm like listen you little fuck face twit key jerker fucking cocksucker <laughs> i'm gonna smash your fucking head and he's like oh that'll be another story all right you're gonna leave the premises or i'm gonna call the police and i'm like yeah fuck away go call the police I see, go do something in my mind, I'm going to smoke my cigarette and I'll leave in five minutes. By the time the police get here, I'll be gone. No, he meant call the police, meaning the guy that's standing right there oh, named Chuck. Fuck. He's like, Chuck, this guy's trespassing and now I'm fucking under arrest. And now this guy, oh. they fucking obviously work together often. He's like telling me, oh man, you've got trespassing, you've got uh, uh, fucking death threats on a, a agent Dwarf. of the security. Yeah, yeah. Big <laughs> And I'm like, you mother, now I'm just so mad. He handcuffed me and everything. There's a little mini police station in the casino. They bring me in really? there. And now I'm calling the boat. Like, this guy's the fat guy. This guy's the dwarf. You fucking both are pieces of shit, Laurel and Hardy cocksuck fuckface. Whatever. <laughs> Get downstairs. The guy turned out it's OPP, too. It's not even, it's OPP that monitor casino. So we get downstairs. And uh, the fat cop, the cop cop, the real cop, still have me in handcuffs, too. He's like, uh, sit down and shut the fuck up. And I'm like, you sit down and shut the fuck up, you sweaty fat fuck. And he's like, sit down and shut the fuck up. Fuck you. And he tried to shoulder block me into the chair. Like, he's, I'm mean, standing in front of a chair. But I'm handcuffed. I'm handcuffed. So he tried to put me in the chair by, like, football tackling me, you know, like, grab me and put me in the chair. And I saw it coming, so I just turned sideways. So I have good, you know, I have better from the side to take a hit. I'm better, better uh, center of gravity or whatever. And I hip check him. Flying, <laughs> this fat fuck went flying right into a, a filing cabinet, like right in the ribs, because he had his arm out like that, right? his arms are out like that, and he went and smashed right into a fucking filing cabinet. And the sound he made, just like. I sit down in my handcuffs. I'm like, okay, sorry. Hey, what's up, everybody? Did you slip? Is there a banana? What happened? <laughs> he got up fucking mad, like flashlight thing under the chin. And the other fucking, the little dwarf guys, I don't know what he's doing. He's just going like, like, wee, dink. <laughs> now I'm in shit. Now he's like, oh fuck, assault on a police officer, attempting to evade arrest. Uh, he's listing off, he's listing off all these charges. And at the end, he's like, oh fuck, I think you're gonna do like 15 years, buddy. I'm like, what the fuck? I was telling dick jokes 40 minutes ago. <laughs> <clears throat> so they're really intimidated. The security guards like, this guy don't fuck around. You're really in big shit, man. Fucking these keys. Fucking, I don't know, whatever. You have more more charges on you than I have keys. And I'm just like, oh my God, I'm so fucked. So I sit there and they're laughing at me and they're like, you're in fucking so much shit. We're filling out the report. Look at that, we're on page seven of the report already, taunting me and I'm like freaking out. So eventually I'm like, hey, I took a fucking pre-law class at Concordia University back in 1992. 
about to, it's about have to, to fucking worth his weight in gold. Yeah, yeah. You have to give me a phone call. You've had me here for two hours. You have to give me a phone call. <coughs> and they look at each other like, I think, I think I've heard that somewhere before. Didn't fucking Matlock bring that up on the last fucking <laughs> episode? So they let me use the phone, but I have nobody to phone. I'm in Niagara Falls. I'm from, like Tyler said, I'm from Brassard, Quebec. What am I going to do in Niagara Falls? So I'm like, who can I call? I'm not going to call Mark Breslin. I don't want him to find out this at all. <laughs> the only one I can think of. So I'm like, fuck it. This is, I'm being railroaded. This is police brutality. This is abuse of power. Fuck it. I called 911. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. From the little, the little police station in the casino. And I'm like, Hello, yeah, hi, hi, hi. I'm, uh, I'm at the Niagara Falls Casino, and uh, I, I'm under arrest. And she's like, what, the, you're under arrest? You're in police custody? I'm like, yes. And they just beat the shit out of me twice. Uh, so I need, I, need, I need you to send police. And she says, well, you're with the police. I'm like, yes. She will let me talk to the police that you're with. I'm like, no, you can't talk to those police. We need new police down here. <laughs> <laughs> we need a whole fresh batch of police. <laughs> All the These police on the police alone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so great. Fuck, you guys won't believe it. This guy shows up maybe 40 minutes later. You walk in the room, which it's just a room in, in the casino, hidden, whatever. But I guess a cop knows where the police station is. You walk in the room, you look at me, and he's like, what the fuck? And he sees the cop who it was. And he, I can see on his face, he goes, oh, jeez. Like, he knows he's this guy's a fucking douchebag, right? Yeah, yeah. So he walks in, he says, are you the one that called the police? I'm like, yes, I'm the only one here, yes. Uh, he says, give me a minute, let me go talk to the officer or sergeant, sergeant, whoever, whatever. <clears throat> Goes in there, they talk. The only information, I haven't, still haven't spoken to the Niagara Falls, the, the city cop, just from what the 911 operator told him was enough for him to go say, what the fuck? Talks to him for a second, comes to see me. What happened? I'm like, I was gambling, then I'm in here because they because <coughs> they kicked <coughs> oh, Corona. Oh, you got it, dude. Oh, no. <laughs> Jesus. Final podcast. I have to, every time I'm, I smoke, still, right? At the grocery store, I cough like that, and people stare at you like, what the fuck? I'm like, don't <laughs> worry, don't worry. It's just lung cancer. And they're like, oh, phew, that's such a relief. You, <laughs> I'm dying of cancer, you cut. Uh, anyway, so he talked to me for like two seconds. I tell him what happened. I said I was gambling. Then they fucking get all power trippy. And now I'm under arrest. And this guy, fat fuck, fell. And now he's mad. And he's like, all right, give me a second. Goes and talks. Two minutes, he's talking to him. He come out. He said, listen, if you just come with me, don't say another word. We'll just leave and it'll be finished. And I'm like, fuck, that sounds great. Let's do it. So he uncuffed me, give the cuff back to the guy, and we're leaving. And I fucking, <laughs> and I'm like, See you later, guys. I couldn't help myself. And then this, <laughs> the fucking new cop got mad. He's like, what did I tell you? I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. See you. See you. Bye, bye. <laughs> he left. And he drove me back to my hotel. So that's, that's the, the moral of the story whenever I tell the, the thing is if ever you've gambled all your money at the Niagara Falls Casino, try to get arrested and then call another cop and they'll drive you back to your hotel. <laughs> you don't even need to pay for the cab. Dude, that is probably the most practical piece of advice anybody's ever given out on this podcast, <laughs> other than hit them one, two, three real fast. <laughs> it would have been great if you got to go back into the casino and tell Jeff Foxworth that you're smarter than a fifth grader. <laughs> I, I tried to go in. That was what? That was like 2008 or 2009. I went in last year to that casino. Wow. Because <clears throat> they opened a new club in Niagara Falls. Yeah. I went into the casino. Uh, it's not, and the new club is not in the casino. It's across the street. So mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, fuck, I still want to go gamble. I went in. I was there for about 40 minutes, and the camera picked me up. Like, no. I'm, banned, I'm banned for life from the place. <laughs> the camera picked me up, and somebody came over and said, uh, excuse me, sir, we're going to have to ask you to leave. And I'm like, why? What do you mean? Well, I'm just sitting here. And they're like, well, we think you know why. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I kind of know why. <laughs> wow. Oh, oh, like, 10 years later. 10 years. Wow. Yeah. It's nice to know that I still look as youthful as I did 10 years ago. <laughs> my, my face recognition is still... The, I know. Was it like the camera's face recognition and somebody watching be like, I don't like the looks of this guy? Could have been that too, I guess. Because once I was there for 10 minutes and nothing happened, I was like, hey, isn't this great, everybody? It's so nice to be in this casino. 
<laughs> Looks so new. Yeah. Did you change that? Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Oh, yeah. That's a good tale. It's awesome. But I was worse for the wear after, though. I definitely took more of the, like, I was handcuffed for the whole time that they were roughing me up. I had, like, all fucking, like, scuff mark under my chin and that, under my uh, eyeballs. Was that like the Friday night of the weekend or the Thursday night? It was a Thursday. Oh, <laughs> my first show, my first show of my first ever Yuck Yucks weekend. <laughs> so what did Yuck Yucks say about it? Did they? Uh... Yeah, uh, I learned that weekend that Mark likes a little bit of uh, throw, the TV, throw the TV out the fucking window yeah. of the hotel uh, kind of uh, rock and roll yeah. fucking comedian behavior, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but then the fuck the story got the, the story you know like the broken telephone among comedian too is uh so uh, like a couple weeks later i think rob Pugh went and he got banned for life just for a drinking thing then heidi foss heidi foss had one too many beer and they fucking banned her uh so and this all happened over like a month i guess after me they're cracking down on the comics for any little thing right but right then, then the story, the story gets switched around, and the fuck you, Sege, because of you, we can't drink in that club anymore. Shouldn't have punched that cop. Let's see, why would you have a knife with you? <laughs> you know, like all yeah, these. Yeah. What do you mean? No, I didn't punch the cop. I didn't. I was just harassed. <laughs> uh, you, le you learned how comedy felt on your first weekend. I love it. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. I can't believe that nine one one worked though. That's crazy. That's I don't true. even think of that. That's great. I know. Yeah. That's alcohol crazy. alcohol can breed some fucking incredible ideas and all downhill since then seriously yeah yeah <laughs> yeah because even like i guess because i'm already with the police like calling the police is the last thing i would do under any circumstance like yeah. literally anything could be happening and i would never call them i would never call them like my house got robbed and my girlfriend made me call them i'm like what what the fuck are they gonna do it's gonna yeah. fucking Tramp, which is what they do. They just walk around my house. We're like, oh, yeah, oh, it looks like this is how they got in. Oh, you mean the door that's lying on the floor now? Yeah, that is <laughs> good fucking conclusion. Yeah, I call, I'll call the cops on the neighbors if the music's too loud. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> my neighbors do that all the time. Yeah. I especially have no affection for them. Yeah. So, I was living. I was living in Brooklyn for uh, for like ten years. We'd have neighbors having fucking quinceañeras at parties going all through the night, five o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday. You know, <laughs> finally, I called the cops. She's like, "Sir, there is nothing we can do." And I go, "All right." And I called back. I said, "There's a woman getting strangled in the backyard next to me." <laughs> five minutes later, that fucking party was shut down. <laughs> All right. You guys, you guys have toured trick. pretty extensively as comics. Have you ever had uh, any hecklers try and fight you, or like you know, after a show, people? Wait? I had a uh, had a weird one a few years ago, maybe three or four years ago now in Fredericton. Well, two that I remember, but uh, this one was uh, it was a Christmas show at the Delta Hotel in Fredericton, and about five hundred people, and it was me, Paul Warford, and uh, Shane Ogden. Uh, I'm closing it down. So I'm on stage. Everything was okay until then. Then I get on stage. There's a, a lady in the front row and she's pretty fucking hammered. And there's no real stage. It's just a little tiny, just riser. And she just thinks uh, she's going to get up and walk up on, on, on this riser and try to grab the mic out of my hand. And I'm just like, no, man, you're not getting this mic. And, and the, But then, of course, the comics, they come over. I'm thinking, okay, but there's no security. You'd think there'd be security at Christmas. No security anywhere to be seen. Everyone is just sitting there watching. So Ogden and Paul come over. I'm like, hey, perfect, boys. Let's get this girl out of here, right? And they just take a picture and fuck off. <laughs> 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 and, uh, so there's actually... Oh, uh, the brotherhood. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm reminded of this because someone sent me the picture the other day. It's a picture of me. I'm literally on this riser in front of 500 people at Christmas. And I'm face palming this girl. I literally have my hand on her face, <laughs> trying to keep her away from me. And uh, and her boyfriend, her husband, whoever he was, he was sitting there. He wasn't doing a thing. I eventually get her off the stage. Then she sits down, starts crying, makes a fucking scene, ends up having to be escorted out. But uh, that was pretty nuts. But uh, 
not a heckler situation, but two years ago in Cambodia, I was doing a show, Phnom Penh, Cambodia, and uh, we had a good little show, and then we jump on motorbikes to go out and have ourselves a night. And as we are coming out of the out of the venue, we take a right, and there's a guy running down the road just shooting at another guy. Boy, wow. And uh, just with a gun, man, we were fucking terrified. We, we, we turned around, went back, and we had, there was a gate that was uh, outside the venue. We closed the gate, and we just got fucking hammered. I think we were all in shock, and we just drank till the next morning. <laughs> Fuck, at least that was late at night. I was I was in Hamilton, Ontario, and that happened at one o'clock in the afternoon when I was going to get breakfast. It's called happy hour. <laughs> yeah. Another round of toast, boys. Uh, is that happen a lot, like in Cambodia? Like, is it is it a little lawless? Yeah, apparently it is, and uh, it's getting worse. Apparently, but uh, yeah, I haven't seen it though. But I go there a lot. I love Cambodia. I mean, it's on the border here in Thailand. It's a great, great place to explore. But yeah, it's uh, it's getting pretty, pretty lawless now. Wow. Uh, but that's the first time I've ever seen anything. I've heard stories, but I mean, we were literally. Apparently, there was like this uh, kind of nightclub full of gangsters across the street that was super shady. So apparently, it was connected to that. Oh, okay. Chinese gangsters. In Cambodia. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, thought you were trying to take over Cambodia now. They're pretty much opponent. <laughs> like you still resort, even though you've been there for so long, you still resort just to call them all Chinese? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was actual Chinese people. No, yeah. it was actually Chinese people. Yeah, man. Come on. Right, right, right. Don't get me caught up in a Brian Adams situation. <laughs> yeah. So, Brian, how Chinese many... people everywhere, John, believe it or not. They're fucking everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> even in Jamaica. Yeah. Right. These people. No. So how big are you? Cambodia isn't near Jamaica. Did you know? Let's clear something up here. John's coming off as a fucking geography retard. Where the cowboy hat? Cambodia, is, Cambodia is not close to Jamaica. Cambodia is quite close to China. Yeah, but there's Chinese people in Jamaica, was the point. Yeah, okay. <laughs> They're everywhere. They're just right. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was me, that was me putting a, uh, an exclamation mark on the point that you made. Even in Jamaica. They're like the coronavirus. They're everywhere. Right. <laughs> oh, wow, that was that sound. People are gonna react to that. So, so Brian, how many Chinese people and coronavirus in the same sentence anymore? No, <laughs> no one listens this long. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brian, how big are you anyway? You said you're a heavyweight. What are you like, six foot? Me now, uh, I'm about six six three, two sixty. Okay. So when you're out there, you're kind of a target. You know, you're not like a target, but you're a pretty like big, imposing dude out there, aren't you? Oh uh, yeah, but that's not my. That's not the energy I give off. In, in Thailand, right. honestly, they don't give a shit. Uh, they let you just go about your thing. But in Korea, it was more intense because you know Korean dudes get fucked up and they get pretty, uh, pretty uh, aggressive. Right. Um, I mean, I've had stories. It's more my black buddies, my black friends. I had guys who were on dates with random Korean girls. They would just get jumped by strangers and shit. Really? Um, yeah, but I mean, Korean men, it's kind of a thing in the culture. If they're older than you, they kind of kind of run, run over you kind of thing. So I would have random dudes come up to me in restaurants, just rubbing my head. They'd be drunk as fuck off soju. Um, but no, no altercations. They were just, just drunk old idiots. Right, right. Yeah, but yeah you get people laughing. Your elders is you, you know what I mean? Like, if I'm on an elevator and the door opens, you'll get people go, oh, and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> Like a little bit of a celebrity, my buddy was. Yeah, no, my buddy more, was, more like I'm a monster. Right, right. But that happens all the time. My buddy was teaching English in South Korea, obviously not North, and um, and his, he he was on bad papers, like he had, he's from Toronto too, and he just like there were bullshit certificates, and I yeah. guess the word got out that they had like these bullshit certificates, and they're like, you guys got to go before you get busted. So they jumped on a plane to come back to Canada, got stopped at the airport. And we're in lock up there for like three weeks. Oh my what? god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of. I mean, you can buy a degree here, and there's a place in Bangkok, a street you can go and basically buy anything you want. Wow! Right, 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 a lot right. Of, a lot of people get those fake degrees and just try to try to you know hide over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a bad move. No, man, it's not a bad move. If you like, especially if you like the lady boys. Yeah, man. <laughs> Everybody got a ladyboy story the longer you're here. <laughs> Listen, so, the, the, the lady boy here is like still a seven in my hometown. 
<laughs> oh yeah, yeah. People would bring, probably go there, marry and bring them back. Yeah, because boys back home be like, "You have a fucking lady boy yet yeah, getting on with that shit." I'm like, "Boys, you have no idea. You'd make the mistake sober, you idiots." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Eric, have you had any any uh, run-ins with hecklers and stuff like that? Like, um. I had one recently, like in October, November, I was doing just a stupid bar show in Ottawa. And uh, I guess I, I I talked to everybody in the audience. I got on this one guy, you know, these, this kind of guy, the guy that sits there like, mm, I'm too cool to laugh. Yeah. That was the vibe I was getting. Turns out that's not the vibe the guy had. The guy was, I fucking hate everybody and I'm just looking for somebody to punch in the face. So I kept making fun of him and then like started talking to his wife. I'm like, what the fuck's his problem? I'm like, she's like, oh, it's nothing. And I'm still not getting the seriousness of the vibe. I'm like, Madame, are you okay? Just blink twice if he beats you and I will help you. I will we'll do something. And she's like, <laughs> like super blinking. I'm like, oh, shit. Stroke it out. This isn't like getting fun. The guy just fucking gets up and walks straight at me. And I'm standing there. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, what do I do? Do I wait for him to hit me? or? And he just walks up to me. He's like, uh how tall are you? I'm like, five, nine, but like right up, right up, like right up on me on the stage. And he's like, huh? And he just walks away and then goes, proceed to beat the shit out of the bathroom. Like the fucking hand dryer is getting smashed. The wow. fucking, the, 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 the doors are being smashed. And like, at one point I just decided, let's try to make this show still fun for these 150 people that are still here. <laughs> And see see if I can save this. See if I can make it still a fun thing. So I'm joking about the whole thing. It was like, holy shit, he's really. I know how hard it can be to piss with a boner, sir. And just, just fucking the whole bathroom. There's fucking rolls of toilet paper flying out of it. Like it's just going fucking nuts in there. <laughs> but uh, then he came back out and stayed for the rest of the show. So I, I ignored him after you. that. I learned my lesson that he's not gonna contribute anything fun to this show. Why the fuck would he stay? I'm like, why, why didn't you just leave? The theme here is that nobody does shit when you're on your own. <laughs> no, nobody. No, the, you know? the fucking, I think the bar owner thought that he, we were in cahoots. Like, I bring this guy to every show to fucking make right, right. little terrorize right. When the show was over, though, I did go out to the parking lot to find him, and he was fucking, he was the first one out. And right, long gone. I, I didn't get to fucking do anything. Another time, though, at the Ajax Yuck Yucks, I do jokes about my kid a lot. And anyway, I was saying something at one point, I was just like, shut the fuck up, you fucking idiot. Just shut up. They were just loud and shit, you know, drunk kids. And uh, the guy stands up like, you shut up, fuck you. I'll fucking rape your daughter. And I fuck, I just I lost, dropped the mic, jumped over the table, fucking <laughs> grabbed the guy. They start fucking running, whatever. Steve, uh, the, the guy that ran the club, <laughs> ran them out. He's, he's not that big, but he fucking ran two guys out by the collar. Yeah. And other people are trying to hold me back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting to where they're going. And uh, he, had that he had that protecting his investment rage. Like, get the fuck yeah. out of my club. Steve yeah. from Ajax? Yeah. Steve yeah, from Steve, Ajax, yeah. He doesn't fuck around. He was telling me a story about smashing a guy's face with a rock, and I ran. <laughs> yeah, he's also wow. like third damn black belt in karate or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, after. shit. But he's not doesn't look physically strong. Like right. he's he's a slender build guy, but two guys by the back of the collar fucking dragging them out. And I've got the whole rest of the table stopping me from climbing to them. And then within ten seconds it's finished. And I'm just kind of like, oh, all right. <laughs> and I went back on stage. I'm like, oh, that was weird, right? I, <laughs> I was, I was I'm like, oh, thanks for holding me back. I wasn't doing it that night. Thank king, if I would have got to him, I would have been fucked because I'm pretty hammered. <laughs> the king of fight segues. <laughs> like yeah. Back into the, getting the show yeah. running and going smoothly. Yeah. I remember watching uh, Jeff McHenry doing a show in Toronto one night. I forget what the bar was, but it was like, it was a pretty full full event it was during a festival and uh there's this crackhead just wanders in off the street and starts heckling mchenry and oh, mchenry's not Jack. a fighter obviously if you know him he's uh he's a very timid guy he doesn't want, like confrontation like that and he wasn't doing anything and this 
guy is just you know <laughs> like that. He doesn't like he doesn't like interacting with other human beings. Period. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the only time he's comfortable is on stage, and then this guy's fucking that up, right? And the, but one of my buddies was there, and then there's this other big guy who used to be a comic. They come and they just grab this crackhead and they're dragging him out. And McHenry, I see the moment where he notices that they've got this guy and he's not getting anywhere near him. McHenry just starts fucking laying into him. It was the perfect. <laughs> like when the lines are coming in a hockey fight and you're just throwing cheap shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's perfect. Oh, that's <laughs> so funny. This isn't a fight story, but it's uh, a heckler story. There's this chick. And it's always chicks that fucking hate me. I never, I rarely have trouble with dudes heckling, but there's this really drunk woman. I was hosting a show in North Bay. It was, uh, I think, or no, it was Sundridge, near North Bay. Ryan Horwood put it together. And uh, there's this girl in the crowd, and she's heckling and just interrupting the show the whole time. But so drunk, she shouldn't be out in public. They should have kicked her out right away. No one did anything about it. So I'm gunning her down all show, trying to, you know, keep the table clean for the comics coming up. And uh, she disrupts the whole fucking night, this fucking ignorant cunt. And everyone in the crowd is pissed about it. I couldn't believe like they didn't get rid of her. There's this big, there's a big uh, draw, like a prize at the end. I can't even remember what the prize was, but it was glass. Something, you know, I think it was like a bunch of beer glasses and and some drinks and stuff. And it was it was a nice little prize package. So before the uh, the the raffle at the end, I rigged. I, I found out what the girl's name was because it's a small town, right? I get I get her name and I pull her name purposely. <laughs> in the grand prize draw at the end and the crowd is so upset people are booing there's like this woman's like no no this doesn't right like people are standing up screaming i'm like sorry like fair is fair she won like come on up and she comes up on stage and she's so excited that she won and everyone's booing and i just take the prize and i just smash it right on the <laughs> Start jumping on it. Ah! <laughs> fuck you, you fucking cunt. Get the fuck out, stupid. <laughs> just, just cheering. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, good thing she didn't have a boyfriend. I probably would have got my ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't roll out of that class. And there's yet another fucking room that you fucked up. Paul Horwood's like, oh, man, I just got this venue. <laughs> For another seven years because of me. <laughs> uh, fuck, I was working on the car all day. I just realized I'm all dirty. <laughs> Rolling around on the ground. Fuck. Hey, well, I, haven't had I haven't even had breakfast yet. Oh, fuck, yeah, that's right. right. It's <laughs> six o'clock in the morning over there, or whatever it is. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. I got one for you guys. I was, uh, my best friend had just moved to Korea, and uh, we were out hanging out in Ikiwan again. It's the place, the big expat neighborhood hangout. And so we go to this uh, club called the UN Club. It's a hip hop club. Real shady place, right? So it's a perfect little perv. They always and, uh, are. Yeah, right. And uh, so we're hanging out. My buddy was really interested in one of the waitresses. So he was chatting her up. But he's a real shy guy. So it was just painful to watch. But I was just there with him, had his back. You know, I'm like, all right, buddy, we'll stay here as long as it takes, you know. And uh, then I wanted to go get some more money. So uh, the ATM was just down the road. And I guess as I left, some random dude came over and started pawing at the waitress as she's talking to my buddy. And they got into a shoving match, ended up getting kicked outside. So I'm walking back from the ATM. And uh, I look up the street, and there's my buddy and, and another guy, another friend of mine, and these other two guys. I'm sure they're throwing hands in the middle of the fucking road. I'm like, what <laughs> happened? I was gone like six minutes, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and I was wearing this orange French cut shirt at the time. I was hanging around a lot of Africans. I had too much confidence. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was walking up the road, and I was like, perfect time to practice my new flying elbows when I just started doing Muay Thai. Because my buddy was like, he's the nicest guy in the world, not a fighter. And it was just, it was scary, man. I'm like, what's happening? So I just ran up and kind of just threw a bow, beat this guy and busted his shit all over my shirt. And mm -hmm. uh, I guess these guys were known for causing trouble uh, at this club. And uh, to this day, like years later, like I went there on tour two years later, I can walk into that club, whether I'm with 10 people, 20 people, we all get free shots. Like the lady never forgot it. Oh, that's uh, cool. 
Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Free sh- yeah. free shots, and you ruined a hideous shirt. <laughs> I've ruined a hideous shirt. I know the, <laughs> my African buddies were more concerned about the shirt. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what a French cut shirt is. I don't even know how to explain it. It's probably all sexy. my shirts. It's probably all my shirts. The one with like the fruity cuffs and collar. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> makes makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> the, fat, the fat dude on Modern Family wears them all the time. Right. <clears throat> oh yeah, the fat dude. He wears oh. Hawaiian shirts, doesn't he? The ones with the big cuffs and shit. I don't know. I don't even know how to explain. Oh that. yeah, yeah, with the French, the with the yeah. the cufflinks. That's French cuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fruity. So any uh, any, <laughs> oh, any last be. tales? Any last uh, tales? Uh, yeah, I just realized that there's been a theme of this, and I've seen fight story. I'm like, oh yeah, it's a fighting podcast, <laughs> right? <laughs> Probably should have had one where I threw a punch at some point. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, you don't, have, but you don't have to be particularly good at it to get on this podcast. <laughs> uh, I haven't had a real full-on fist fight in like years now. Right. Well, how old? Twelve years fight for. 12 years free. <laughs> although my although my wife is here and she told me I should tell you the story about when I slapped a cop in Korea six years ago. Oh yeah, perfect. Uh, so that was a weird one. The same kind of thing, man. It was taxi and uh, I was by myself and started arguing over the fare. Got into a shouting match late at night. Um, cops showed up again and uh, it was an older cop and a young cop and the young cop got out of the car right away, had his billy club, and he was coming at me. And I was like, fuck this. Like, I was terrified, but I'm like, I'm not taking a beating here. And I lived in Korea for six years, so I kind of knew how it was. Like, if you're older in Korea, you kind of do have some authority, like, regardless of their position, even if it's right. the cop. Like, this guy mm. was probably, like, 26, 27. You know, I was, like, 40. And uh, so he came at me. I'm like, I'm not going to hit him, but if he comes at me hard, I'm going to smack him in the face as hard as I can and run. <laughs> And uh, so he came at me, and I just leaned off and just smashed him in the face, slapped him, like open hand slapped him. <laughs> and then I just kind of kind of stunned him. And then the older cop kind of knew that the younger cop was a little too horny. But I got lucky because my neighbor saw the thing go down, and she knew it was wrong, and she kind of came out. And, and then uh, so basically the cop was like, okay, you got to pay this taxi guy some money, some extra money. And I didn't have any extra cash, so I had to wake my wife up. And she was all confused. I was like, listen, I just slapped the cop in the face. We got any cash in the house? Just paid them off and they fucked off. But if, if my neighbor hadn't have seen that and kind of witnessed it and vouched for me, like, I, that would have been jail time. Yeah. Do they carry, do they carry guns there? You did it. Uh, no, I, they don't carry. Do they carry guns? I can't remember. I don't think so. I don't think so. Hmm. No, because no, they don't. They never used to anyway. No, because we used to watch literally like cops and Nigerians fight every weekend in Central Seoul. That was just a thing because there was like a whole like kind of this alley of like nonsense that would go down all the time. Cops would come down and get straight up beatings with just random Nigerian dudes. So I don't think they had a gun or they would have pulled it. I can't remember. I love that, that both of your wives had to pay off Asian cops. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Right, this is not a yeah, it's just not certainly not a bragging about it, but shit happened. And it was just hush money, like there's that wasn't like a ticket you were paying. Yeah, it was well, just he, like Yeah, well it's the same thing. The taxis do that a lot there. They try to rob you, they lie, they they say they'll give you a discount, then they don't. So they were just like paying the extra ten bucks that he's asking for. So of course in that situation I was like, Yeah, man, just get the fuck away oh, from yeah. me. Mm. You know. So that was. So you gave it to the taxi driver, not to the cop. Yeah, to the taxi driver. Yeah, the cop. The old guy knew that the young guy was kind of out of control. Like he literally got out of the car, no questions, and just came at me with the club. It was Mm. fucking scary. Wow. No shit. Mm. Yeah, and I was by myself. Wow. Yeah, that must be fucking. How often, like, do you feel like out there, like, where you where you feel like you might be in jeopardy in those situations? I mean, because, I mean, now you know the language, but, you, you know, yeah. you didn't always. No, yeah, no, I don't feel like, I don't feel bad at all. Now, actually, in Thailand, I lived in Bangkok now for four years. Like, I would never, I mean, I don't really do that shit anymore anyway, but I would never do it here. Thailand, they don't fuck around if you, right. 
kind of like if you kind of disrespect somebody openly in public, it's considered very super rude. Like you, you shit will go down. Like there was a story about it's a monarchy. Eh? You have a, about four or five years ago, some guy got into a fight with a taxi driver, like a fist fight over whatever, and the taxi driver pulled out a machete and just started chopping him. Jesus. No fucking way. What the fuck? Yeah. So, I mean, you don't fuck around in Thailand, man. It, it, you know, it got nothing to do with your size. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no, I mean, I yeah. don't, I don't At our, our size, Brian, there. we're just tender for the machete. It's nice and fucking. Yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a monarchy, though, Thailand? Is it a monarchy? Yeah. 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 Fuck. And that's all I'll say about that, because I want to still live here. Yeah, fucking <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, the cuisine is delightful. <laughs> Everything's awesome. Yeah. Well, all right, boys. Uh, I don't know. I feel I feel good. That was a great appreciate yeah. it. Hey, nothing... Good love. Yeah, yeah. Nice to meet you, fellas. Even though it's uh, not you know really meeting you. Yeah, man. Nice yeah. to meet you. It is what it is. This is fun. Quarantine. Talking to my laptop. Fucking seriously. I have a better relationship with my laptop than I do with my girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking talk to this thing all the time. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I'm, doing more, I'm doing more shows now than I was before. <laughs> uh, fuck. All right, fellas. Uh, stay safe, everybody. Yeah, man. Anybody, yeah, sure, anybody, Take care, man. Anybody Thanks. plugging nothing? Something? You got anything you no. want to not really. I got a I got a new special coming out, but I can't say too much about it now. But it was just picked up by a major U.S. distributor. Nice. Sweet. And uh, it's called Big in Asia, so I'll I'll be able to talk more about it soon. But that's be coming out in the next two months. Oh, wicked! Awesome. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. So that was that was uh, pretty lucky during this time, considering you know we all oh, lost yeah. our fucking jobs. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, I'm putting out I'm a new album. Like, like that's awesome. I'm putting out a new album next week. And I just nice. got I just got super lucky. The last two show on March fourteenth, I did I taped the two shows for an album, and it had been planned for months. But turns out those are maybe the last two shows I fucking will ever do. Right. <laughs> so now and I'm awesome. I'm putting I'm it's using awesome. it to put out an album. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Right. So yeah, called watch for Panderic. it. Guys. It's called the Panderic. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's a great title. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, all right fellas thanks so much for doing it man thank you yeah, guys have right, a good boys. day brian i yeah, <laughs> you got the yeah. whole day out of you sleep <laughs> <laughs> well boys cheers right, buddy. Right. see you right. guys later